0: So, uh, friends, tonight we are starting with a sermon series on habits. Um, Anyone wants to quickly, by show of hands, show me um, some good habits that you have in your life? No good habits. Yes, they're at the back. Siziwe, what good habit do you have? You exercise once a week. Every day, come on. Anyone else with a good habit? Yes? Yes, you put your seatbelt on. When I drive my wife's car, I also do that because it tells me to. Okay. Anyone else? Yes? Wow, praise God for that. Okay. Is your mom watching the service online? But she's proud of you. Okay. My wife and I also have a rule that um, she will pick up her clothes if I make our bed. Yeah. So... But the one has to happen first. I have to make the bed first. Okay. So, uh, whom of you have some bad habits? No one. Okay. Well done. This is a really holy church. Jesus is coming back, guys, and it's starting here. Okay. Any bad habits? Yes, Renee? Smoking. Stop it. (laughs) This side, bad habits. Yes, Martinette? Procrastination. We'll definitely work on that tomorrow. Okay, anyone here? Bad habits. What bad habit does Shreya have? Newly married couple. What? You both like takeouts. Okay, eating takeouts. Yes. Worrying. That is a bad habit. All right. So um, we have a friend here among us. His name is Ines. Where's Ines? Where's Ines? He disappeared. The rapture. Okay. So Ines is um, doing the Ironman next weekend. Anyone here done the Ironman before? Anyone? Don't lie. This is a church. (laughs) Anyone planning on doing the Ironman in the future? No, don't lie, Marinus. I know you. (laughs) It's not happening. So, um, So if you're doing the Ironman, you have to really train well. So Ines is doing the Ironman next weekend. So this last week, here he comes. Let's give him a slow clap. Come on, Ines. Okay, how far are you going to swim? That's too far. 3.9 kilometers swimming, okay? So, but now this last week, his nutrition is really, really, really important. So, for instance, if we, after the service, say, let's go eat pizza, he has to say, no. No. No, because he has a goal in mind, but who else is doing a triathlon or an Ironman next weekend? No one, so we can eat pizza, because we don't have the same goal, correct? Now here's the thing when it comes to habits. You and I, if we are followers of Jesus, have a goal in mind, and first and foremost, it is to become like Jesus. Anyone arrive there yet? Okay, not yet. We're on our way. But that's the goal, is for us to become more like Jesus and then for His kingdom to come into our lives and be expressed through our lives. Now, but for that goal to be realized, there are certain practices or habits that will help us along the way. And that's what we'll be focusing on over the next five weeks. Um, Do you guys have the video there at the back? They're saying, shop, thumbs up. Let's watch this video and then I'll hand over to Marines.
1: Everyone say, small habits, big results. I think I dropped something there. Jakko, can you throw my phone for me? Thanks. Guys, it is a great privilege, thank you, to have you here tonight. Um, yeah, I'm so excited for what God's going to do in our nearest sermon series. What did we end off last week with? Which series did we end off with? Can you remember? Anyone? Miracles. So who we'll put some miracles on those boards for us? Who we'll put some trust for flyers or notes or trusting people for Jesus? Uh, anyone? Great. We're not going to stop with that. We're going to keep on with it, doing that. But for us to move on into habits in this five-week series, uh, we do need to make a shift um, from, the, from the necessary, the, the I, or what God, what God wants to do, uh, to, the, to the inclusive part of who we are as a family. And that's what we're going to speak about tonight as well. There is something about when we come together as believers of Christ, something happens. It gets activated. Uh, and I want to I help us understand that. Now tonight, I do have a, a little bit of an example that I would like to, uh, an exercise that I would like to do quickly. And we're going to tag team into that. I need four people uh, who say, I'm not afraid of the gospel. No. I'm not afraid of coming to the front. Anyone? Anyone? I need four people quickly. Two guys, two girls. Let's go. Let's go. Yes, please. Thank you. Yes, that's three. That's four. Come on. Okay, you each get one of these bad boys. Can I ask two strong guys to bring me one of those tables at the back, the silver tables? Two strong guys, one of the silver tables, or one strong guy that can also work. I think it's light enough. All right, good, that's it. Bring it to the front. Brilliant. Each of you get a pin. There we go. Okay, now I'm going to ask these four lovely people to draw on this piece of paper what they believe a church building looks like. And you have two minutes in the color that you have. Draw a quick picture of church. Go for it. You have two minutes. Go. Come on, let's go. Give them a round of applause. Come on. Let's cheer them on. That's great. Awesome. I don't know, but I'm thinking the girls are going to do the best work here. I don't know. Yeah, a church building, the church, what they think the church looks like today. Mine had a, a, a question, what's that, a, a chimney inside, because you have to eat at church every time you're there. So mine has a chimney, mine's got four window breaks, two doors, one in the in the front, one in the back. Sometimes people come in the back and then they come to church and we no one knows who's they, who they are, but Jesus says when you come into the front door, that's the place where you know people that need to come in that is part of the family, but you can come in every, anywhere, and they ask as long as you stay there and do the things that you need to do, but uh, are we almost finished? 30 seconds. If you're finished, come and stand here in front of me towards the crowd. There we go. One more thing. There was detail missed. I'm sorry. There's a cross missed. It's a tree. Okay, great. Well, it's almost, okay, we're halfway there with a the tree. Okay, and the men are taking it slow. There needs to be a countdown, 15, okay, no, 10, 9, 8. It's like chef. If it's, if it's done, it's done, 3, 2, 1, great, okay, give them a round of applause, yeah, can and stand here quickly, that's, a, that's fun, this is lovely, I love it. Okay, yeah, you move up to me. Okay, you guys. Okay, all in a row. And show the people what your rendition of the church looks like. Go for it. Okay. And you're gonna get two seconds to explain it quickly. Okay.
0: Oh goodness the mic. Hello. Hi. Okay, wait. I need to look at it now. Okay. So this is a thank you very much. This is a stained glass window. Yeah, it is. Um, There's a door, okay, and you know, like, the the thatching or the roof, that, Um, and then God is good, because God is good, and then there's trees, because there's always trees, like, let's be real, and then there's a pathway, because you need to get in somehow, so. Okay, great. (laughs) I I am the church of Christ. (laughs) Sure. Yes, see. Okay. All right. So it's a sort of a 3D church, so it won't fall flat. Um, It's got double doors for all the people that needs to be in there, like you can see there. So a church building needs to be full of people that listens on Sundays and through the week. And it needs to have windows on the roof so we can see Jesus coming. (laughs) Okay, so, so mine has two double doors. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so, so, so I did, I'm, I'm very bad at language, I was I stressing, was so I, it says, oh, welcome church. But, <laughs> there's, a, there's a thingy that says R, so it's okay. So yeah, so also with the windows, and I believe the, the church building is a place where we come together, it doesn't matter which place, but mine looks like a house, so yeah.
1: <laughs> Great, so what we're going to do now is... Uh, we're going to, without letting them speak, they can speak to each other, but not beforehand. I'm going to let them draw the church together. How are we going to do that? Well, on this table, there's going to be a green moment like this. I wish I could show you uh, what it's going to look like, but it's gonna, I'm going to show you afterwards. But what we're going to do is choose a color quickly. Which one do you want? Which Which color is going to fit with the... Let's go for the black. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah you can. <laughs> okay, so each one of you is gonna take one of the of the chords and you cannot Take it that short that you can control the pin yourself. That's the only rule here. You cannot take it, the, the cable too short, so that you control it on your own. You have to take it at the end. No, no, wait, wait, don't. I see the rule breakers in the house. Hey. Okay, so they're going to take each a part of that. And now what we're going to do is we're going to ask them to draw the church together. Let's move slowly to this home. Okay, and we're going to give them a minute to do this. One, two, three. There you go. We need some music for this. Come on. (laughs) Someone's sister is invited. I don't know what's happening here. It's going all over the place. I mean, there is confusion is happening. Or is it Confucius? Oh, I'm not sure. Uh, okay, let's dance. There's, there's, there's comments, there's loud people, there's some music. we got, that is a lovely whatever that is. It is lovely, it's pretty. It's got all the nice things inside of it. It's got a little bit of a London feel. I don't know what that is. That is pretty. Okay. You have 20 seconds left. Yeah. Time is not your friend. You're right, but... Uh, ah, That's And... Knows no and... 10... 9... 8... 7... 6... Five, four, three, two, finished. Come on. That's it. Come on. Geopier, please show the people what you have done, uh, what your view of the church is together. Yes, stand close to each other. Stand close to each other. Okay. Okay, give them a round of applause. You can put that down. Thank you so much. Okay, so the reason for the exercise is to show you that the church, yes, is us, thank you very much, but you are not the church just on your own. The church is a collective of people. The church is people with the same values, the same vision, the same heart, the same God. Hopefully it's the right one, isn't it? There's this verse that comes up that says, um, the only way to the Father is through The sun, the sun, or the, the sun, or the sun, oh, the sun, okay, so Jesus, so ultimately if we work together, I promise you, if I gave them a four days head start to practice what it would be like to, to create the church within them, they would be able to do that um, in a minute and a half and that will be a great picture for us, what the church would look like if I gave them some practice time. True or false? And a computer. Okay. So, but ultimately, the church does not look like it's supposed to look like. Why? Because we have people with different views on what it should be. And tonight, in Ephesians, you can, you can go there in your Bible, Ephesians 2. You can open up. We're going to go through this and establish and also see what God is calling us to. This is a great moment for us to see that there are boundaries to the family that God has called you and I to. See, we believe, and I believe, that if you are part of our every nation family, God added you to us. Do you know why? Because it's easier than for me when stuff goes wrong to go, I didn't invite you, God added you. And you need to stick through these moments with us. Why? Because like any family, I don't know if you have family, but some of my family members are weird. So weird that I don't necessarily always like to spend time with them, like going on a holiday for a month, for instance. That's a big no-no for some of our family members, and they are the same of the same blood. So I don't know if you have someone like that. Do you have a family member? that's really weird or is always making trouble. Anyone? Anyone? If you are that family member, raise your hand. Oh no. I was hoping it wasn't you. So over the the course of the five weeks, we'll be speaking about fellowship, uh, service, generosity, prayer and fast, and the Word of God. But tonight we're going to focus on fellowship. So there is a lot of things when we look at um, the dominoes of life falling over. There needs to be a part which we call consistency. Now I brought some dominoes with, and if I pack them out, I'm just going to do a few. Don't worry. If I do one or two, but then I miss next week. Ah, I'm not going to come. Not feeling. And uh, so there is a gap. But then I come the next week after that, and I'm like going, ah, it's okay. I haven't missed a lot. And then I go again. All right, there's a uh, there's another Sunday. That's beautiful. Oh no. There's another Sunday and maybe there's another Sunday. But then there's, there's moments that I miss, family moments, spiritual family moments like this. We miss it and then oh, it's not a problem. We can be there. And then when we have the full picture and we want to have momentum, there's none. And then we wonder why. Sometimes we miss you more than you think. Sometimes our services, the things that God has called us to in spiritual family, you, we need you there. Sometimes you are the missing link, not that missing link, the other missing link, okay. But ultimately, if you want a gym like Sisiwe, and you want to have momentum that has an effect in your life, if I keep on being constant in my building, oh no, I'm not so that constant, hey. But when I am, I, still, I hope this works. <laughs> Yay! Okay, and so I'm so mad right now, no. I haven't practiced that, so I'm just saying I threw that in. But ultimately, building to something thing towards where you and I want momentum. And then small momentums big the, build the big ones just like we see in the video where the big um, do, domino will fall because of the consistency of all the others that follow. Do you, do you see that? Do you think that's a great way to build? I think it's a great way to build momentum in, that goes over into power moments. Do you know what I'm waiting for? Oh, I cannot wait for this church, this evening service, this, this young people mecca that I'm seeing here. I, can't believe, I, I cannot tell you when I pray over us for the evening service, I see us double and then triple in six months. Not because I'm chasing numbers, because I'm seeing consistency. And so let's go to the Word of God. So I want you to say with me, one in Christ. One in Christ. Not one like Yaku, one in Christ, no, no. One in Christ. So let's look at that Ephesians 2. He says, Therefore remember that one time you Gentiles in the flesh called the uncircumcision... By what is called a circumcision, which is made in the flesh by hands. Remember that you were at that, that time separated from Christ, who here was at a moment in time separated from Jesus. Amen. So he's speaking to them. Alienated from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenants of, of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. There are people that we need to reach out. What is our motto? Make disciples. Raise leaders plant churches. Why? Because there's lost people out there. We need to reach them with the gospel. Amen? Okay, strangers to the covenant of the promise. Having no hope and without God in this world. That's a, low, that's a place where, you, where someone feels so alone, uh, where they have no hope in, in what they're currently going through. And so, but now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off Have been brought near by the blood of Christ, by every nation, by our movement, by Yaku or Marines. No, 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 no. By the worship. No, we've been brought close by the blood of Christ. Let's not forget that. For he himself is our peace, who has made us both once, has broken down in flesh the divided wall of hostility by abolishing the law of commandment. Commandments expressed in ordinances that he might create in himself one new man in place of the two, so making peace and might reconcile us both to God and in one body through the cross, one body through the cross, one in Christ. Thereby killing the hostility, and he came and preached to to you who were far off in peace, to those who were near. For through him, we both have access in one spirit to the Father. See, there was two types of people in those days. They were the the followers, there was God's people. Who were they? Say again, the Jewish people. There's a community of people. And then there were the Gentiles, the other, all the others. What he's talking about is, it's not just for the people of God, but also for any other that believes See, I don't know if you know, but the Jewish people still waits Jesus' first coming. Do you know that? The people of God, his first people, still believes that Jesus needs to come the first time. Is that true? We can discuss that later. But ultimately, when we have an overview um, of what Paul's letter was all about, um, Ephesus, he was serving Ephesus, um, it was almost like Paul's headquarter uh, during the third missionary period. Uh, and he had a great affection for he, these people. He loved them dearly. Now, for all the scholars out there, where did Paul write this letter from? From what situation or where did he ra- write the lef- letter to Ephesus from? From which? From where? Can anyone guess? From prison. Now... Let's say you put me in prison. Let's say I get put in prison for preaching the gospel, and I or Yaku will write you a letter. Will you still follow Jesus? Well, will there still be a following left if one of us goes to jail for what we believe? And so that's the challenge that we have today: is are we following Jesus or are we following a church, a movement, or a person? Now, luckily, in those days, there weren't a lot of churches. And so Paul's writing out of that. That uh, it, it can seem like he's on the back foot, but this letter is speaking about Jesus. He's not showing to himself. Not once is Paul asking for things out of, uh, out of jail. Not once is he saying, think of me. What he is saying is, hold fast to the vision of Jesus and your unity. You know why speaking on unity for the church? Because their leader wasn't there, but he's showing to the number one leader who is Christ. One in Christ. Amen? And so his main purpose were to help these converts grow in their spiritual knowledge of God and in the church. To promote unity, particularly between the Gentiles and the Jews and the saints. And to encourage the saints to withstand the powers of evil. Listen, even in that state... Paul is still pushing forward the mandate that Christ gave over to him before he ascended into heaven. He did not stop. Not even jail stopped him. I'm asking you, what is stopping your momentum? What are the things that we veer off the road of, of the truth for? Is it an idea? Is it a YouTube clip that you watch and you're like, oh, I'd rather follow this pastor than this one? I'd rather follow that movement, but not this movement. What is it that gets you off track with Jesus very easily? I don't want you to answer. don't want you to expose yourself. I want you to think of it. I'm giving you 30 seconds. What is the thing or things that can derail your belief system in a moment without you wondering about it? You know what it is. I know what it is for me. I have a moment with Jesus. See, Jesus is calling us closer. The hope that he wants to install tonight in your spirit and in your heart, doesn't matter what's going on in the world, I am constant. The power of the cross and me rising up from the grave, overcoming death, was because there was consistency. Where? Where was, the, where was Jesus' Number one or two or three consistency that you read in the Bible that you know of. Anyone? Raise your hand quickly. Where was Jesus consistent in? Prayer. What else? Obedience from where? Was he obedient to the world? Was he obedient to his disciples? No. He was obedient to God. God is calling us to consistency in prayer. What what else? Oh, Jesus had compassion over people. Oh, he loved them so. Jesus would come to lost people, broken people, hurting people, um, spur people. No, no, I'm kidding. But ultimately, uh, it was there. I just went there. Okay, I don't know. Oh, this is not that generation. There was a song um, it was for, uh, that, that was an ad for spur that, oh, goodness, this is embarrassing. There was Spur is a restaurant. Okay, and then there was a, there was a song, uh, happy people, spur people happy people, spur people. Okay, I'll okay, I'll move on. <clears throat> All right, okay, I don't know where I was. So God's purpose was always through Jesus first, but not the singular. People afterwards, it was always moving through Jesus to the church. Always. So there's this book that I want you to read. It's called the. Uh, it's a it's a it's a book about prophecies, um. And if I can find the author in my head, it's always great. I can't believe you don't know the spur. Okay. Rick Joyner wrote a book, The Prophetic Ministry. If you want to read what God does through the consistency of prayer and church, you should read that. So what he's saying is in the end days, the church will not be in buildings like this. It won't be, it won't be in a nominal church or a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a name in front of the building. No, no, no. The Church of Christ will be... In the hospitals, it'll be in the schools, it'll be in the workplace. The church of God will move in places where there is no church or space for church. But for that to happen and the outflow of that to be true, the local church must still do its work. For us to have revival, prayer needs to be part of our rhythm and our habit. Reading the scriptures not just on a Sunday, should be a habit with you. It should be second nature. Being obedient to the Word of God should be second nature. It is the uh, it's almost like you preparing yourself for the power of God to work through you. Do you want to see miracles? Be consistent in the Word and in Scripture and in prayer. Be consistent in being obedient to Christ. Stop that Sin that we fall into so quickly, the habitual side of it, it happens so quickly. Oh no, I find myself there again. Stop doing it. There can be no momentum into power if there's no consistency in our lives. Now, I'm not saying God cannot be gracious to you, I'm not saying God doesn't forgive those moments and help us because we're all valuable in that. But you and I need, and help me, help God to help me right now to say this in the most precious way because we have 19 new first-year students here. I don't want to lose you on the first evening. Stop it. Stop it. There are things that you know about, that you do, that breaks the cycle of your momentum, that stops the power breakthrough for you. Because you fall into that trap constantly. Stop it. Sometimes some of those sin is not even the devil's fault. The enemy can do only so much. Sometimes it's just you and me. Sometimes it's just me. I want you to break through in power. I want you to be part of this family, feeling that you can give something and bring something. And I'm going to take you into the next scripture. Listen to this. Oh, this is good. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and the members of the household of God. This is so beautiful. In those days, they didn't have, have um, borderlines like we have today where you need a passport to go in. What do we call people that uh, break into other um, uh, countries without having a passport? What do we call them? Aliens you know that what did you say Terrorists. <laughs> well it's it's your first time here that's okay come again next week we're gonna help you there uh, all right you yeah. so terrorist something totally different okay i'll we'll get there not tonight uh aliens are <laughs> oh, shame you're okay i'm sorry i want to focus on you good focus on me um Aliens. They called them aliens in those days as well. It was, they weren't part of the chosen people of God. They weren't the people of God in those days. They were called aliens. But then what does God say? He says, so then you are no longer strangers and aliens, foreign people. But you are fellow citizens with the saints and the members of the household of God. You are part of this household of God. Amen. I did not add you, you chose to come. If you leave, you're not disobedient to me, you're disobedient to God. If God told you to be here and you disobey, it's not on me, it's on you. God already paid the price. He wants our momentum, our consistency going into power. Verse 20 says this, built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple uh, in the Lord. In him you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. How beautiful is this moment that when you add yourself to this family, that God in your consistency brings momentum not only for you but for us. Have you heard of ever that saying that says that the, the strength of a uh, cord is, uh, uh, what is it, ketang? A chain is by, <laughs> I lost my English there. The strength of a chain is only as strong as its weakest link. You're the weakest link, bye-bye. No, 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 stay. God wants to build you. that's a TV program. I'll, I'll talk speak about all the 80s and 90s programs later. Okay, so... What God wants us, He wants you to become stronger when we are one as a collective, in church, with Him, in Jesus. This is, not, this is not difficult, is it? He's saying it, He's giving it to us in verse 22. In Him you also are being built together. So while you are building your relationship with Jesus personally, then when you come to church, He builds you into the church. Not the building, not even the movement. Into a church family, spiritual family, which you are a part of right now. And some of you can choose to be a part of this right now. We're going to give that opportunity. Into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. So he's talking about not a physical family. He's speaking about a spiritual family. But the focus is always Jesus. It's always going to be Jesus. Making disciples is Jesus-focused. jesus focused Raising our leaders in this movement is Jesus-focused. Planting churches in Itracht or Zagreb or wherever God wants us to plant churches. Where we co- so Tell me quickly, did we lie when we say we make disciples in every nation? Anyone? Are we lying about that? No, we make disciples. Do we raise leaders among, who's leaders among you in this church right now? Hands up. Are we lying about that? No, no, hands up. Don't be shy. There's two. Great. And so are we lying about planting churches in the nations? No, we're not. We're planting them. Before COVID, there was a statistic that every nation plants a church every week somewhere in the world. Now I'm thinking, wow. How does that happen? It happens where three or four or 10 or 20 people go, this is our church now. This is where Christ is worshipped, and this is where he has built us into family. Does that make sense? This should get you excited. Why is it in our Habits series for us, for you, to learn about all the other habits that God has for us in this sermon series? You need to be stable and and constant enough to know this is yours. So I met people this morning that had a really good experience coming to our church. They felt like family from the bat. The first time they got in, they were like, this is our church. I've met people in the morning service this morning that had a terrible experience about our church. And you know what is their testimony? They did, God didn't care what was wrong for their list of what they needed in a church. God says, "This." They said, this is your church. You're going to stay here you're going to bring what i'm going to push through you and you're going to be part of this family whether good or bad when god places you here this is your family and so tonight sometimes we can choose our we can't choose our physical family members but sometimes we can't choose our spiritual ones either god chooses us and places us together cuz he wants in that rhythm for his power to be shown to the world amen and so tonight, I'm finishing off, I'm not going to go further, but I want, to, I want you to look at that, lo, that the next clip that says, In Christ. I'm going to ask a few questions here tonight. What does this mean for us as a church to be in Christ? Yaku, help me with this. What does this mean for our relationships to be in Christ? What does this mean for our way of navigating conflict or differences in Christ, in this church. What does it mean? It means for us to stay constant. Constant in prayer, constant in reading the Scriptures, believing it, and then being obedient to it. The outroll of you and I's growth lies in our obedience to the Scriptures and to Christ first. Then we can have big plans of raising, making ourselves, raising leaders, planting churches. That's That's secondary. Tonight, I want you to focus on the cross of Jesus, what he has done for us, so that that will be your motivation. That will be your starting point. That will be the fuel that you need because I cannot fuel you up. Does that make sense? I am not your fuel. Tonight is not the feeling moment. Tonight is a family moment, which we we can have a straight conversation with you. We can be honest with you. And God is no liar. He says he's not a man that he should lie. That what he gives us is so permanent. It's so beautiful. And it's good for us. So we're going to move into a moment of, of having communion together with each other. So I want you to break the cycle a bit of having communi- communion on your own. Um, Yeah, I'm going to invite Jakob just now. Hmm? Come, come tag. Um, I'm going to give it over to Jakob. But before we do that, I want to speak right into loneliness right now. My heart is breaking for people that have people around them. There might be two or three different um, groups of people sitting in front of us right now. He might be so alone and really just alone. Some of you might have friends, but you're still alone. That feeling doesn't want to subside. And that has a serious mental um, influence on the way that we uh, view ourselves, but also on the way that we view church as community, as spiritual family. And I want to pray with you before we go into that moment. Let's close our eyes. Lord, my heart is full of your love tonight and compassion. And I am, my heart is breaking tonight for people who are really saying, Lord, here I am. I am feeling so alone. Even knowing that you're with me, Holy Spirit, even knowing that I have people around me, I still feel singular. I still feel like I'm doing everything on my own. I have to go through every challenge of my life alone. And and God is saying tonight, no more. God is putting a stop to it. He's saying, you are not alone. I am with you. When you go through the deep water, Isaiah says, it will not flood you. When you go through the fire, it will not burn you. It will not scorn you for I am the Lord, your God says. You are not alone. If that is you with, with all other eyes closed, no one looking around, I don't want to expose you, but I want to give you the opportunity to respond. If you are feeling like that, And I'm hitting a nerve. I want you to raise your your right hand quickly for me. Thank you. Thank you. I see those hands. As you put them up, you can put them down. I see that hand. Thank you. It's not that you're just being lied to, which I think you are. But it's also something in our hearts that we are so disappointed in either people, ourselves or God and we need to let it go you are not an island you have been created for community you have to have been created for the expression of your talents into a habit so that they will become power through you God says for those people who raise their hands and for the ones who have not raised their hands but also feel like that. I'm praying that God will fill your heart right now and your spirit to the brim almost flowing over. See a cup being poured over until it almost goes over the, the rim of that of that glass or that container. I want you to see how God fills you up to the top almost flowing over and then he says do you want more of me and i want you to receive him through the holy spirit right now receive the fullness of the father receive him now say lord thank you that you fill me up thank you that i know i'm not alone help me with these feelings of rejection and isolation last thing that I want to say before I give over to Yaku is I felt when I got here tonight I felt so isolated in my thinking but also in a space where I am so hard on myself can we stop doing that can you stop being too hard I don't care I don't mind standards I mind where you you put yourself down To the point where no one else has to help you in doing that. You do it all by yourself. Please, let's stop that. Just as much as God is filling you up, He is saying to you, my child, you are enough for me. You were created in my image. I called you by name. You are mine. Thank you, Lord, for this moment in filling us up in Jesus' name.
0: All right, so you can take a seat. Um, we're going to have communion just now. Um, so those who are standing, I want you to grab a seat that is close to you. So Marina's preached on the, the topic of being one in Christ. And in Ephesians 2, Jesus, uh, Paul writes and he says that we have been joined with Christ. All right. Uh, So, if you have been joined with Christ, then that means you are where Christ is. Is that good or bad? That's very good. Okay. So, that means that your safety and your protection and your comfort and all of that is found in the fact that you have been joined with Christ. But then he goes on in Ephesians 2 and he says, But God has also now built us into one another. So, as Jesus adds us to himself he also adds us to each other and there are two main things that jesus accomplishes with this task that he has established in his heart number one so remember it's both those being added to jesus but also being added to each other the one is safety the word says that no one can snatch you from the hand of god that the enemy has plans for your life but no one can snatch you of the hand of God so it gives you a place of safety being added to family there's a safety element because our hearts sometimes drift sometimes my faith wants to become low my flame wants to dim out and I need brothers and sisters to pull me back all of you know that illustration of a coal that is taken from the fire it slowly dies out But when it's in the fire, it keeps the heat. It keeps burning alive. So there's a place of safety, of being added to Christ and added to each other. But then there's also a very significant purpose. Paul says in Ephesians 3 that it is God's plan that the mysteries and the manifold wisdom and power of God must be made known not just to the the realm on earth, but to the spiritual realm through the church God wants to reveal his plans and his purposes through his church so the reason why God adds us to himself and to each other is so that we will be protected and that our lives will have purpose we have these cards and all of you can take one home it says change the campus change the campus change the campus okay Okay, be angry and do not sin (laughs) change the campus change the world if you're a student even if you're not that God will deposit a vision and a mission in your heart that your life gets to mean or count for something into eternity but here's the catch God does not have an individual plan for your life he adds us to the church and it's through the church that the manifold wisdom of god is made known to the rulers and principalities in the heavenly realms god adds us to himself and he adds us together and will you allow yourself to be added um the the dominoes the first illustration that marina's did where the dominoes fell but there was a gap that spoke to me tonight what are some of the things that will steal the momentum and the purposes of God from your life that you need to re-establish. Amen. So Marina's mentioned earlier that you can't choose your family, and sometimes you also can't choose your spiritual family. And it was the same for me when I was visiting every nation back in 2009. wasn't living in Pretoria yet, and God just spoke to my heart and said, "This is your church." So when I moved to Pretoria, I didn't have to do church hopping. I knew I needed to plug into God's purpose. Um, and that's the invitation for you tonight as well. Whether you've been part of the church for many years, or whether you are here for the very first time tonight, God has called us to go somewhere, and you are invited to come along. So I want you to turn to each other um, and just share what is one thing, when Marinas did that domino thing and there was this gap and the momentum stopped, what is one thing that got challenged in your heart? Um, and just share that with the person with you. And then I want you just to pray for each other, then you have communion together. The Bible says that we do communion as often as we can as a way to remember who Jesus is. And it's a way for us to remind ourselves that we are one in Christ. Let's have communion together. Yeah, Lord, thank you that we can remind ourselves tonight that your body was broken for us. And that through your body that was broken, Lord, there's healing for us. And that your blood was shed to cleanse us from all sin and to be the provision for that thing that separates us from you. That great divide, Lord, has been solved and we can become one with Christ. We pray, Lord, that you will also solidify the word in our hearts tonight, Lord, that we have been joined with Christ. We've been joined with one another and that through the church you have this purpose to reveal your glory and the gospel into the spiritual realm. And we together say, Amen. Amen. Amen.